you are tuned in to the Real Estate Agent Man Podcast. Coming to you from Sarasota County, Florida. Welcome to the last of three episodes with Tony and Michelle Moore from Golfside Mortgage Services. We've been discussing secrets of real estate that should not be secrets. And today we will unravel the mysteries of interest rates and get the truth about first-time homebuyer programs. So let's talk about first-time homebuyers because I put that one off earlier to talk about jumbo loans and investment properties and snowbird houses and whatnot. The first-time homebuyer thing, my favorite so far has been being able to use the USDA loan. And that's what my first podcast was about, the way I got them into that house for $1,700 out of pocket. And, and it was a combination of including the closing costs into the mortgage mm-hmm. and then 100% financing. But that's not the only things out there. What, what other type of opportunities are there for first-time home buyers? And before you even do that, what is the definition of a first-time home buyer <laughs> as far as mortgages are concerned? Because I know it doesn't necessarily have to be you've never bought a house before. Correct. I love this question. And there's two reasons why. Because one, well, let's, first-time home buyer is considered somebody who has not purchased a home or owned real estate in the last three years, any types of real estate, been on title at all. So that's what de- defines a first-time home buyer. But the reason why I love this question is because lenders throw around this word first-time home buyers like it's some big special thing. And they have all these special advantages by being a first-time home buyer. Well, to be honest, there's only two loan programs out of hundreds that are for first-time home buyers only. Only two loan programs. Two. Two. And that one is a 3% down program conventional loan that says you must be a first-time homebuyer. One of the borrowers, because there could be more than two, one of the borrowers on the loan application must be a first-time homebuyer. That's all it is. Wow. FHA, USDA, 3.5% down programs, 5% down programs, 100% programs, 100% um, VA programs. All these programs that are available out there, it doesn't matter when you owned a home or if it's been within three years. But lenders throw this name around there and people think there's a program. I get daily calls. Do you do first-time homebuyer programs? Yes, but there's way more than that, right? And these programs are better usually than that one. So it's, it's kind of a word that people just throw around more than it's really a thing. Well, and the only positive I see in that is because as somebody who's never owned a home before, a lot of times there's so much fear of the process and you just don't think you could even do it. And so to hear there are first-time homebuyer programs gives them hope. And at least at that point, maybe they are making the call to me or you, and we're able to tell them, yes, there's probably going to be a program Mm -hmm. that we can put you into. In fact, there will be a program, whether or not you're ready for today or not, is what we have to figure out. Right. Right. Typically, when they're, I feel when they're talking about the first time home buyers, they're asking about like the bond programs and so forth. And the bond programs, it's not bad, but there's so many other loans that will give you a better loan than that bond program. The bond program, it gives you so much money for free, 
maybe, you know, it is a, you do have, it will be a lien that you will have to pay back if you don't sell the property. I think it's within 30 years, 30 years. Yeah. If you sell the property, you have to pay it back, but the interest rate on those are so much higher. You know, if you put them in an FHA loan and just have the seller pay closing costs or 3% down loan and have the seller pay closing costs, you get a great rate. So that bond program it sounds good if they're getting a $7,000 credit, but if it's costing them a point and a half higher in their interest rate, that's not a good loan. Oh, they're totally paying for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the good one that there is, and as long as you can get it, is the uh, what's called the SHIP funding, S-H-I-P, yes. through Sarasota County. And SHIP Sh- funding? SHIP, yep. Not to be confused. No, I yes, say exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the SHIP funding through Sarasota County, Charlotte County, and Manatee County, uh, when there's the funds available, of course, you have to make sure they are. They'll give you up to $20,000. And this is money that they collect through intangible taxes, which is part of the tax you pay at closing. And they collect this money and it's available for people when they have the funds available. Uh, and, and it's no payback on those. So I'm throwing out a scenario here. Mm-hmm. I tell my customers, okay, I know you're not ready right now, or at least you think you're not ready. But call Golfside, let them know what you're trying to accomplish and to please notify you as soon as they find out that some of those funds are available. Well, what you actually have to do is you have to get with the county, okay. go through their uh, their classes, and then once you're approved oh, for it, they classes. notify you. Yep. Oh, okay. So the, see, I wouldn't know that if I wasn't talking to a lender. Yeah, yes. and it's first in, first out. So you could go in two months, you know, take your classes in two months, but if you don't have your financing ready and close on time and the person in front of you does, they get it first. And if they run out of funds, you could go through the whole process and then all of a sudden they don't have the money. So it's very, very important. The second they open it up and have money, you have to get in. So So, I'm going to make this really easy for the podcast listeners. If you think that you're going to want to take advantage of free money to go towards buying your house, you can forget everything else you've heard in this podcast and call Golfside Mortgage. (laughs) <laughs> and ask them how to do this. And we will teach them. And you will teach them. See how easy that is? I don't have to remember everything. I just have to remember who does know everything and send them to them. I learned that a long time ago. We're almost halfway through our third episode with Golfside Mortgage Services. You do not want to miss these final 10 minutes of life-changing wisdom. Remember to visit GolfsideMortgageServices.com and when you call them, Mention that you heard this real estate agent man podcast. And now our conclusion with Tony and Michelle Moore. I had mentioned earlier that we were going to talk about what's happening in the interest rate world before we were done today. And since we're about to finish up, I figure we better hit that topic. So where are we at on interest rates and where have we been and where do you think we're going? Tony's favorite topic. You know, I study interest rates. It's part of my job. It's like if, if you're in the a financial advisor, you study the stocks and bonds. Well, we do the same thing and we watch them. And we have different um, uh, apps and stuff that, that show us what's happening with rates. But the one thing I, I love to tell everybody is interest rates have gone down since the early 80s. They've never gone up since the early 80s. Every time we turn around, they say, new record lows, new record lows, new record lows. A lot of people want to know where interest rates come from and how they work and a lot of things within the government, inflation, uh, the deficit. And the one thing I can tell everybody is if our deficit keeps going up, guess what interest rates are going to do? They're going to keep going down. 
So right now, what we have is we see inflation is going up. And with inflation going up, that means our rates have to go up. And by raising interest rates, it slows down inflation. So they're thinking that rates right now, which are down in the low threes, if not in the twos for 30-year fixed with no points that we see um, in that range, we're thinking that they're going to go up about a half point, maybe three quarters of a point sometime next year, right? Sometime next year. We don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but they have to slow down inflation. If inflation just starts going wacko, the U.S. dollar is worth nothing, right? We can't have that. We can't have the U.S. dollar worth that nothing. So they raised up the rates a little bit. But what does that mean? That means we still have rates in the three, Steve, which are wonderful. There's nothing wrong with that. I bought my first house in 1987. My interest rate was 12%. I've heard that a lot. We've been in the business for 20 years. We've never seen that. Well, and you say that they've been going down. And I've heard of people who had like 18% interest rates in the 80s. So I'm yeah. I'm assuming that when I got 12, I was doing good compared to the people who might have bought a house in 85. Right. And I'll tell you, you know, just because we're going to see a tick up in interest rates, it doesn't mean that they're not going to continue to go down. It doesn't mean in three to five years, we're not going to see rates in the twos. Because what's what what's the one thing that's common that we've not resolved since the early 80s is our deficit. The U.S. deficit is raising year after year after year. And as that deficit goes up, our bond market is crashing and going down. And in, in return, they have to lower the interest rates in order for people to spend money. You know, a lot of people talk about interest rates and what's going on in other countries. And it's not uncommon to, for them to have negative interest rates. And that's not on our interest rate. That's not on the 30-year the, the fix, the mortgage rates. But that's on the prime interest rate, which we've seen nearly get down to zero this year. Right? We're down to half point, point four percent and that, that's the rate that we might actually see at some point get to a negative. And yes, that means that they'll pay you to borrow money. That means that the government pays people to take money from them. Has that ever happened in our history? In the U.S., we've never seen it under this, this what we've seen this year. This is the lowest our bond market's ever been since the beginning. But over in other countries, the negative interest rate in China has, has happened. You know, They have people where in Iceland where you borrow 300000 and you only have to pay back two ninety. How does that make sense in any economy? Well, the reason why it makes sense is because they have people spending their money. If you're not spending your money, it's not helping the economy. Okay. They would rather you spend your money at a loss to them than not spend your money at all. And that's what happens. It gets the money into the uh, economy. Yeah, you've spent a lot more time thinking about this than I have. <laughs> is, is this what he does at night, Michelle? He has a true passion. He lives, breathes the stuff. That's awesome. I can, I can appreciate having that kind of passion for something. At this point, let's do a wrap-up. If you met somebody today, somebody just walked in the office and said, I don't know anything about getting a mortgage, what would you tell them for them to get started? You want to start? Sure. So if somebody, if you were to come to me and say, what do I need to do to get a mortgage? I would say first thing you have to do is start getting your paperwork together. Start getting your pay stubs together, your tax returns, your bank statements, um, any retirement accounts together. And then give us a call and make an appointment and we'll take an application and see what we can get you approved for. We can go over options, down payments, monthly payment options, different programs. That's kind of how you start. It gives them an idea of what their monthly payment is going to look like, how much cash they need to close, what they can borrow, you know, how much house can they can get. Being organized with your paperwork is the, the key, is to at least start getting your paperwork together. Now, that can seem really overwhelming to people who don't keep track of their stuff. 
especially in the digital age where people don't even have bank statements coming to their house anymore. Yeah. And what I tell everybody, you're, you might get frustrated, but I promise you we'll get through it together because we have to have it no matter what. We have to have it. So we'll get through it together. See, and Michelle's a little bit different than me. As you can tell, she's the paperwork person and I'm not. Right. So <laughs> what I would say would be completely the opposite. Well, that, that's good though. You don't have to gather any of your paperwork. We're not worried about the paperwork. Even if you're not, let's say you're not in our area, right? We're in Sarasota County. This is where we do business. We'd love to work with people here. But let's say you're buying a house somewhere else. The first thing I'm going to tell you is go to the chamber. Go to somebody and find a trusted mortgage company, right? Find out who you can go to and who you can trust and let them guide you and get there as early as possible. We spoke about that there earlier. You know, you got to be ready. And if you don't get there early, if you don't find somebody who can actually guide you and get you through that, we have the tools. Guess what? We, we're in Florida and we have so many people buying houses here that aren't home. We have the tools to help them get their documentation. We do things called account check where we get their bank statements online. They don't even have to have their bank statements. We can we usually nowadays, we don't even need tax returns. Unless you're a complicated borrower, those things we can usually get around. But it's making sure that you have a really good person that you can trust, that you can work with, that can give you the information that you need and put you on your roadmap to make sure you're ready. And, and as you can see, me and Michelle are quite different because she, she's on the paperwork side. I, I avoid the paperwork and you know want to just figure out what the best program is for the person and how to help them the best. Right. So as, as Tony's saying, it's not necessary to do all that right away. Let's just start having the conversations. Let's find somebody that you can trust and sit down with. But from Michelle's, I'm translating to the world. But Michelle is saying, get but, it over with up but, front. But if you can get all that done up front, you're going to have to do it sooner or later anyway. So the only right? thing they have to worry about is just packing. That's it. Something else that I thought of, you are in Sarasota County. That's where you probably do the majority of your business, I'm guessing. Is that true? Do you do loans throughout all of Florida? Do you do loans in other states for people? Well, how far is your reach? We are only licensed in the state of Florida, and we lend all over Florida. We have a couple loans in Tampa right now. I think uh, we have one in Tallahassee, but it's not our normal. Okay. You know, it's usually a past client that maybe moved away. Right. And um, but it's but yes, we're licensed just in the state of Florida. So as much as I do promote the benefit of being able to walk into an office and sit down with a human being, as opposed to being passed around from person to person to person over the phone. Uh, it's certainly within your realm to be able to help people who aren't here. I figured there's going to be people listening to this that are like, wow, I really like those two. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and they might be in Miami or Jacksonville or whatever. And so you can completely help them as well. Yes. Yep, we do. And uh, as Michelle mentioned, our, our specialty is our tri-county. Right, We like Sarasota, Manatee, and Charlotte County. That's the counties we try to work in, we try to focus on. And just for what you said, we want people to be able to come into us face-to-face and sit down when it gets stressful, when there's a problem, when they don't understand something. Sometimes it's hard to un- uh, explain over a Zoom call or over a, uh, a phone call. So we have them come in. And when we're within an hour of drive, it's not so bad to drive in and get everything situated and rectified uh, face-to-face to make sure everything's okay. But on the other, the flip side, yes, we can deal with somebody all across the state of Florida. And we do. We do a lot. Um, but, but it's not our norm. Our norm is, is local. Um, our corporate office is licensed in 13 states also. So we're, we're licensed in um, the Carolinas and, and Texas and Georgia and up to Kentucky. So we have quite a, a, a reach that we can go to. Um, but we wouldn't handle those loans. Our corporate office would. 
One thing I would like to add to that uh, Tony didn't mention about what I think makes us better than the banks is the banks specialize in all different things. They do checking, savings, money markets, IRAs, um, mortgages, HELOCs. We don't do any of those. We only do mortgages. That is what we specialize in and that is what we perfect. So I think that's a big, huge thing that separates us as well is that's the only thing we specialize in. Yeah, that, that makes a difference. And I've tried to do that in real estate, too. People ask, I was asked yesterday, actually, uh, by somebody local here, why I do not get involved in commercial real estate. And it's because it's a whole nother animal. Right, it and, is. And I've worked really hard at being excellent at helping people buy and sell their homes that they live in. Well, it might be a snowbird home or something like that. But I don't even make a habit out of working with investors. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to help people find the homes to flip and all that kind of stuff. All of that distracts from what I'm trying to be excellent in. Right. So I can appreciate what you're what you're saying there. And, and we're in the same boat. We won't do commercial loans either. We, we, we have the ability to, we're licensed to, but we specialize in just residential lending uh, because it's they're such different uh, animals. You know, we like want to make dreams happen. Well, guys, thank you. This has been absolutely awesome. And let's say goodbye to everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye thank bye, you everybody. for having us. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Trina. The real estate agent man. The real estate agent man. Write down his cell phone number. Tony Moore, NMLS number 220-640. Michelle Moore, NMLS number 223-691.